Life Audio. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? Or have you been in a season where it feels like He's completely silent? Have you been praying for a way to learn how to hear His voice more clearly? Hey friends, I'm Rachel, host of the Hearing Jesus Podcast. If you are ready to grow in your faith and to confidently step into your identity in Christ, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today, we're continuing our new series that we're doing about the love languages of God. And so if you're just joining us, I would encourage you to go back to listen to yesterday's episode because it gave an overview of all of the five love languages that we're going to be talking about and how we see that come into play in our relationship with God. So today we're diving into the first love language, and that is the language of words of affirmation. And briefly, if you don't know, words of affirmation are exactly how it sounds, affirming words, life-giving words that you would give someone to help communicate your love for them. For people that have the love language of words of affirmation, it's really important to hear things like compliments or appreciation. But what does that look like when it comes to our relationship with God? Well, just to be clear, our relationship with God is very similar to our relationship with other people. And for somebody that has the primary love language of words of affirmation, they would be somebody that maybe would write poems, or maybe they would sing songs, or maybe they would go into a dialogue about how important or beautiful you are or something of that nature. And For that person that is speaking that love language of words of affirmation, they sincerely are trying to express love in a very heartfelt way. For the person that is receiving those words of affirmation, the way that they receive those is really going to depend on their own love language. And I will tell you that in all of the years that I've been doing life coaching and counseling when I was in the church and all of those kinds of things, very rarely do you have people that speak the same love language, which is pretty interesting to me because that means that there's a potential for conflict there. And, you know, in the world of ministry and not just ministry in terms of the church, but even in the ministry of podcasting or authors for a lot of of the people that I'm around, I find that words of affirmation actually is one of the giftings or it's the love language of people that are communicators. And I guess that makes sense. But for family members of people that have words of affirmation, if their primary love language is something like physical touch, then they might walk away with the sentiment of, yeah, all those words are great, but I don't really feel loved. I'd rather have a hug. Or if your love language is acts of service, you might be thinking, man, that's great, that, but that's a lot of talk. Why don't you help me with the laundry? And I think a lot of couples feel that way, or even within your friendships, you can feel that way. And so let's translate that into what it looks like when it comes to a relationship with God. 
If you are someone whose primary love language is words of affirmation, one of the ways that you are going to feel connected to God is when you're either talking to God through prayer or when you are telling other people about God, whether that is preaching or teaching or podcasting or maybe even having conversations, evangelistic kind of conversations, or you're having fellowship where you're talking to other believers about what God is doing in your life. Because the way that people relate on a human level tends to really replicate how they connect with God on a spiritual level. And so if you are someone that operates within this words of affirmation language, then that's probably going to be a good indicator of the times that you feel the most loved by God. And so that's our question that I'm asking throughout this series as you're trying to figure out these love languages. When do I feel the most loved by God? Or when do I feel the closest to God? Well, for people with the love language of words of affirmation, it's going to be during those moments. The good thing about this love language is that the Bible is full of words, first of all, that is God's word to us, but also there's lots of illustrations of how God speaks to people, how God speaks to his creation. I mean, we call it the word of God for a reason because the primary way that God speaks to us as believers is through his word. And while there certainly are prophetic words and and words that come through prayer and those kinds of things, the primary way that God speaks to us is through his word. We also see throughout the scriptures how God spoke to individual people called prophets, like the prophet Isaiah or the prophet Jeremiah. We see that God intentionally seeks out individuals and speaks to them and asks them to speak on his behalf. So we see words as a powerful way that God communicates his love to his people. In the New Testament, it talks about how scripture is God-breathed. And what that means is the words that are written on the pages of the Bible, they were not necessarily written by John or Luke or whoever you're reading or Paul. Maybe they were the ones responsible for getting those words actually onto the paper. But by saying that these words are God-breathed, it means that those words originated with God's spirit himself. And so every single word we read in the pages of scripture is God's word to us. That's powerful. And the goal of God speaking to his creation, both through his word or perhaps through prayer or maybe even through other people, the goal of that is relationship. The goal of all of these languages is relationship because God wants to be in relationship with his people. God wants a relationship with you. And so the way that he designed the scriptures to work is to help you understand his character and his nature by speaking those things to you. And then in turn, we can declare God's word over other people. That's a really powerful way to express love to people that speak this words of affirmation love language. Maybe it is a card where you write some scripture, or maybe you call somebody up and you pray for them. It's a powerful way to communicate love through God's spirit. A couple quick examples of what we see as God himself affirms believers as he builds believers up. Think about verses like, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I'm your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's a word of affirmation from God to encourage you. Or how about this one? For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. 
Or how about this one? I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. Or how about this one? I will turn their mourning into gladness. I will give them comfort and joy instead of sorrow. See, the scriptures are full of words of affirmation from God to us. Now that's true, whether or not your language, your love language is words of affirmation. For me, it's quality time. But just as much as these words are true for somebody whose love language is words of affirmation, it's also true for me. And that's not to say that if you have a primary love language, God can't work and speak through other languages. I believe he speaks them all. But even at different times in our lives, sometimes a different love language might mean something different to us. We see Jesus use words of affirmation often, like this one. He says, very truly, I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but is crossed over from death to life. You know, scripture talks about how the power of life and death is in the power of the tongue. And, you know, one of the things that I think is important to mention here, and I've talked about this on the podcast in the past, but I want to make sure it's included in this episode. You know, when we think of God, when we think of God in terms of our prayer lives, we know that God is omniscient and he's omnipotent, meaning he is everywhere and he knows everything. Even the prayers that we don't say out loud, the thoughts that that we think, even the thoughts that we're going to think, he knows all of it because he's God. But see, the enemy is not God. He is not omniscient. He is not omnipotent. And so, When the enemy is working in our lives, he only has the authority that we give him. Meaning, if we're speaking things, he can have the power to use what we're speaking against us. And believe me, he will. So if you are somebody that says something to the effect of, man, this headache is killing me. Well, is that a word of life or a word of death? Well, clearly it's a word of death and maybe it's not going to literally kill you today because just as much as God has reign and power and authority over sickness and death, the enemy will operate in whatever capacity we allow him to. And so sometimes we have given our power away through the words that we use. You know, another example I think of is a time when my kids were having an event on a Friday and it was like a school spirit event and they go to a Christian school. Their school colors are black and red. So one of the things that they were saying was on Friday, they were going to have a blackout. They were going to have a school-wide blackout. And the goal of that would be to just encourage the teams that were getting ready to play that weekend. And so all week long, there was posters around the school. They were announcing it over the loud system, the speaker system. The kids were excited. They're saying, okay, we're going to have a blackout on Friday. We're going to have a blackout on Friday. You know, Friday came and do you know what happened? There was a citywide blackout that took the electricity away from the entire city. And it was no storm. It was no bad weather. There was nothing going on. And it didn't last maybe more than a couple hours. But my kids immediately said, Mom, 
the power of life and death is in the power of the tongue. We spoke that into existence. We gave the enemy power to have a blackout. Now, maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. We don't know what happens at the spiritual, but my kids certainly thought it was true. And I think about that when I think about things like speaking life or speaking death. I think that's an important aspect when we think about what's happening spiritually in our spiritual lives. Examine your words. What are you saying out loud? Are you speaking words of life or are you speaking words of death? Not just in your relationships with each other, but in your relationship with God. Or are you reading God's word regularly enough where you feel and sense his peace and his presence in his word? If not, I would encourage you to get into God's word. There's a lot of times I will be coaching somebody or in spiritual direction with somebody And they will say to me, you know, I just don't feel connected to God. And I will ask them, well, what are you reading in God's word? And often the response is, well, I just don't really have a lot of time. I don't, I don't really read the Bible very much. Well, I don't care what your love language is. If you're not reading God's word, you're not going to feel God's love or at the very best, what you're feeling will be temporary and based on emotion, not based on truth. And so I think my number one piece of advice for somebody whose love language is words of affirmation to feel loved by God, you need to get in God's word on a regular, consistent basis. Jesus says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. I and the father are one. I think that's powerful because it helps us understand how we hear God's voice. We know his voice. We listen to his voice because we're reading it and hearing what he says on a regular basis. You know, another powerful example that we have in the scriptures is with King David. If you think through the Psalm series that we did this whole last year, we did all of the Psalms. So if you haven't listened to that, that's available to you. It's still up. But we went through the Psalms and so many of the Psalms are written by David. And what do we hear in those Psalms often? Well, I think we hear that The primary love language of David was words of affirmation. We see over and over again, David expressing how moved he is by God's word. And we know at the time that David didn't have access to all of God's word like we did. He only had the Torah. And yet we see how in love with God's word that he was. Some examples. He says, how sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. I gain understanding from your precepts. Therefore, I hate every wrong path. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. He says, I have put my hope in your word. Or he says, I rejoice in your promise like the one who finds a great spoil. I hate and detest falsehood, but I love your law. Seven times a day, I praise you for your righteous laws. Great peace have they who love your law and nothing can make them stumble. We see throughout the Psalms, David express his love for God's word, his appreciation for God's word, and then he expresses God's word. That is one of the primary examples of how we see God operate within this realm of words of affirmation and then the reciprocal relationship of David responding with words of affirmation. You can read Psalm 18 for a really clear glimpse of what I'm talking about. So I would ask you the question, 
when do you feel closest to God? If you respond by saying something to the effect of, you know, I feel closest to God when I'm singing praises to him or when I'm praying out loud or maybe even silently. And as I'm praying, I sense God's presence. It's probably a clue that words of affirmation is at least one of your primary love languages. So before I pray, I would like to just ask the question. Have you ever felt touched by God's word in a way that you hold on to that is a clear indication of how you feel close to God? And when was the last time that that happened? If it's been a while, I would encourage you to get into God's word. And maybe it's just as simple as reading through Psalm 18 with this lens of words of affirmation being the love language of David. And I bet what will happen is you will start to understand the way that God wants to speak in your life as well. And then also take it one step further. What are some additional ways that you can express your love to God? Maybe it's reading scripture out loud. Maybe it is poetry. Maybe it is prayer. And prayer can either be written, it can be thought, it could be jotted down in a journal, whatever works for you. Or could it be serving in your church where you're teaching maybe children to memorize scripture? There's lots of opportunities for us to express our love for God as we think about words of affirmation. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that you are a God that loves us and designed us to communicate with you. And Lord, we know that you speak all of the love languages. But God, I pray for my friend today that perhaps is now just understanding that words of affirmation is their primary love language. God, I pray that you would reveal to them how much you love them, how much we see that throughout the scriptures. And just with the few examples that I gave them today, help them to understand that you love them with an everlasting love. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Friends, real quickly before I go, I want to just tell you about an opportunity that you have as part of a partnership that we have with Compassion International to actually speak words of affirmation and love to somebody else. As part of our partnership with Compassion, the tithe of the show is going to Compassion. But in addition to that, we are also sponsoring children and we're trying to make it a goal of sponsoring more children with partnership with you. And one of the things that I think is so impactful in partnership with this sponsorship program is not only are you providing funding to holistically care for a young person, but you also write letters and communicate back and forth. And actually, I spent some time this morning writing out letters to each of our five kids that the show sponsors. And it was so special to be able to personalize those. It's actually through email to be able to personalize those emails and speak words of life over those kids. And so I included some scripture, some words of encouragement, and just from the handful of conversations I've had with alumni from Compassion, I have been told how impactful those messages and those emails and those words and those letters are. The words that come from a sponsor are often some of the only words that are spoken over some of these kids. One told me about how when they heard the words, I love you from their sponsor, it was the first time that they had ever heard that. Kiwi, who we talked to this past month, she said that the first time she ever heard she was beautiful was from her sponsor and she carries that with her to this day. 
And so if you think back over your life, over different times in your life where somebody has given a word that has just meant a lot to you, you could do that for somebody else and you could bring the hope of the gospel through the power of words to somebody's life. And so if you'd like more information about that, you can go to compassion.com forward slash hearing Jesus. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you in your walk with God, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, bonus content, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you. Know that you are so loved. Keep going. Keep going.